Live at 5, Sports at Tide and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. And, well, Jim, unfortunately, the bloodletting of some of the favorite players of fans uh, and Vikings in, in recent years has begun. It started with Eric Kendricks and uh, another uh, well-known and well-liked Viking is, uh, well, looking for work uh, somewhere other than wearing the purple. Yes, uh, Kendricks, uh, you know, great player, great uh, member of the community. Gets released. Lindsey Whalen gets fired. We have the 30th anniversary of the North Stars moving to Dallas. And now Adam Thielen, uh, you know, really a unique career. Uh, high school player in Minnesota, played at Mankato, then tries out for the Vikings, makes the Vikings, climbs the ranks from special teamer to uh, pro, you know, pro Bowl receiver, one of the better receivers in Vikings history at, at a position of great riches for the franchise. And then <laughs> last year, he had a fairly relatively unpredictable year, probably his worst full season since 2018. They traded for TJ Hawkinson, and by the end of the year, it felt like Thielen was about fourth option in the passing game. Hmm. So, uh, you know, sentimentally, yeah, it would have been great to see Thielen finish his career here. Yes. Uh, I know a lot of fans will be angry at the Vikings for releasing him. Hmm. The reality is that uh, he was not playing up to the level of his contract. It's a salary cap league, and if he really valued being a one-team player, playing his entire career with the Vikings. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they put a contract on the table. He could have. He could have accepted to stay here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he wants to go make more money. And, and and there's something about the psychology of NFL players. Because this really happens in the NFL uh, because you have you have mm-hmm. now you have guaranteed contracts, but you also have contracts that can be that can be uh, you know you can cut somebody from. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Thielen had an option of taking a pay cut and staying with the Vikings or going elsewhere, where he probably also won't make as much money as he wants to. For some reason, NFL players cannot stand taking a pay cut from the team that employs them. They would rather take the chances free agency, even if there's not much chance of them making as much in free agency. Yeah, it it is an interesting psychology. Uh, they feel a little spurned, I suppose. You know, who knows what uh, yep. goes on with that. And it's a business. I mean, in the end, uh, you know, it's not like Quasi Adolfo Mensa doesn't love these guys and want them to stay, but there's a salary cap in the NFL, and it's a hard cap in the NFL. you got to be under it. Is that under it by the time the new league year begins, or do they have time yet? Yeah, it's. You know, I'll have to double check that. Uh, I haven't looked that up lately, mm. but my understanding is, yeah, when the new year league year begins, and they also have to create enough space so that they can sign their draft picks oh, that's right. and have and and also have some room in free agency. They don't, you know, I'm sure they're going to want to sign somebody in free agency, even though they don't have a lot of dire needs. Uh, so you know, with, they save they saved a lot of money on Kendricks. Uh, they save a lot of money on Thielen. They'll probably save a lot of money on Hicks. Uh, you know. I would guess that they're going to save a lot of money on Dalvin Cook. Hmm. They could also save money against the cap by restructuring Cousins or O'Neal. They can also save money against the cap in the way they structure the Justin Jefferson deal. There are just so many ways they can get under the cap. Uh, but what they want to do is get under the cap with a really good team and some spending flexibility. Uh, O'Neal injured uh, last year late in the season and, and missed the, the rest of the year with an injury. Was it an Achilles injury for him? Oh, I don't think so uh, oh, boy. he was injured and missed the end and i just read something yeah. that said they do plan on him being back at least for training camp which which would be good news because he did get knocked out for the rest of the year right right at the end of the season last year he did and mm. that probably contributed to their inability to do score enough points yeah. against the uh, giants i mean obviously the defense was the main problem but they also didn't stay on the field offensively 
so yeah, I I think I don't remember the injury. Okay, it was a partially torn Achilles. Oh, okay. Easy for us to say, you know. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes, they 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 are they are calling it a partially torn Achilles, and they do think he will be back by training camp. But that's still a that is still a very concerning injury. Yeah, partially torn. So I don't even know if did they surgically try to knit it up or what have you. And that's a big part of the concern for for Carl Anthony Towns too, right? I mean, he saw what happened with Kevin Durant. He knows those Achilles tendon injuries are devastating to a, a professional athlete's career. And if you have a calf, that can lead to the Achilles. Uh, just to venture off on another tangent here, is that part of the reason that Cat is is being very cautious with this? Yes, and then you saw Jordan McLaughlin basically had the same injury, a strained calf. He tried to come back quickly, and he couldn't do it, and he ended up knocking him out for another month or whatever it is. So there, there's a lot going on here, and mm-hmm. some of it is shrouded in mystery. Uh, the team obviously wants to be player-friendly and not push him. Uh, Towns and his advisors are being very cautious because they really fear an Achilles tear or, or uh, an injury that would knock him out for the full season and the playoffs. Um, so I don't, I don't blame either side for being cautious about it. Mm-hmm. I do blame both sides for not being more transparent and communicative about it. He's a star player. He's a franchise player. The team is interesting. The team is, you know, in, is competitive. Just, just, you know, I don't know what they think they're accomplishing by turning this into a state secret and not saying, oh, yep, going to be a little while longer yep he's starting to work out i mean they're starting to now now they're telling us that he is working out with the team because mm-hmm. it would be obvious if you show up for practice that you see him out there but i, I the secrecy is not doing anybody any favors because it leads to conspiracy theories yeah it does and those are rampant and uh you know that that happens quite a bit and and i wonder if it's uh so I, you know, sometimes like Tom Brady had his own personal trainer and that created a rift with the team because he wanted him in the locker room and Belichick didn't want him in the locker room. Does that go on with NBA players too, where they say, you know, I'm going to have my own doctor look at it and, and I want to see what, what he has to say. And and I would assume that causes problems with the team then. Uh, I think in the modern world, people aren't offended by second opinions mm-hmm. and by, you know, agencies and players having their own doctors that they check stuff with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and Greg Farm has been doing this for a long time. He survived regime change after regime change in that organization. Mm-hmm. There's no way he still keeps that job as they change coaches and general managers unless he's widely respected. He's worked with Team USA before, which is another feather in his cap. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Farnham is very well respected and very good at his job. But agents and players still will go get second opinions, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's right. Hey, on the court last night, Fred Van Vliet uh, got a technical. It, he felt like it hurt the team. And then he just, or this maybe a couple of days ago, he just excoriated one particular official, Ben Taylor, by name uh, and kind of an expletive-laden commentary on, on Taylor, and he got a $30,000 fine. That seems like a lot to me, but apparently it really is just barely above the uh, the smallest amount he could be fined, and they could have gone uh, much higher. It seemed to be a real takedown of a, an official by name. I thought maybe a little higher fine might be coming in. Yeah, I mean, I would I would think that that would warrant a much bigger fine, especially mm-hmm. when you go. Because most of these guys, they'll complain about officiating. They'll they'll hint it, and they kind of know that you know what they're talking about, but they don't really come out right on tape because they're trying to avoid the big fine. Mm-hmm. This to me is a, a very fineable offense. Uh, he's going after an individual official publicly, and let's be honest, these guys make so much money. Thirty thousand dollars is nothing yeah. to them. It's yep. nothing to them. Yep. 
So I, I would have thought that would have been a hundred thousand dollar fine at least. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard a, a called out by name and expletives and saying they're blanking up the game uh, when they're out there. It's an ongoing uh, give and take between players and NBA officials. To me, that's got to be the toughest job in sport is being an NBA official. Oh, I agree because you were right there. The fans are on top of you. The coaches are on top of you. Uh, you know, players are complaining on every call. It's also an impossible game to officiate. You can call traveling anytime you want. You can call carrying anytime you want. You can call a foul every time there's contact made. So it's a hard, hard game to officiate. I've officiated youth games, and I've screwed up royally. Right. It's just a, it's a really hard job. And, you know, listen, there are bad officials, of course, but I, I really don't like seeing a player go after a guy individually like that. Yeah, I don't either. I've also uh, officiated some some youth play, uh, and I realized that I'm not thick-skinned enough to be an official. Right. Well, that's the other thing. Is it, 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 I really admire those guys and the women who can take the abuse and just be professionals about it. I don't know that I could do it. Yeah, it's a tough job, that's for sure. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.